the Jim Jeffries Show podcast. I'm Jim Jeffries. Please subscribe and rate this podcast and come and see me on tour. December 1st, I'm at the Agua Caliente. Where am I at, Forrest? Are you not? It's Agua Caliente. You Agua have, how Caliente. can you not say this? That I'm you Australian. Don't know. I don't speak foreign. That's Spanish. Uh, Agua Caliente Resort. Which is foreign. Okay, but in, it's in Rancho the... Mirage, California, on December second, I'll be at the Celebrity Theater in Phoenix. That sounds like an easy thing to say. Uh, December eighth, I'll be at the Prosper Palace in Quona, Quona, Prospera Palace. In place, Qu- place. Wait, it's not even the Prospera Place. Prospera Place in Quona. That's English. Right in Quona. I don't know. That's not English. Kelowna. Kelowna? I don't even know. In uh, British Columbia, it's, yeah, yeah, very, it's a lot of rich uh, Canadians. I've been there before. Uh, December 9th, the Save on Foods Memorial Centre in British Victoria, <laughs> Columbia. That's a good one. Uh, and I'll be in Boston at the Wilbur, where I recorded uh, the special bear, actually, uh, on December 29th to the 30, 31st. And you can get tickets for the tour at jimjeffries.com. Uh, and it says here, Intro Forest. I'm sure yeah. I do this every week. I've never listened to the podcast. Do I do that every week? You say something like mean about me usually right now. Forest is fat. Hey, all right. Thanks, everybody. That's Thanks for all the emails. Forrest, would you like to introduce our guest for this evening? We have a very unorthodox uh, pod crew with us right now. All the writers. Why are they unorthodox? All, well, all our writers. Oh. It's the final episode of season one. So all the writers are upstairs drinking. And they can't, they can't <laughs> hang out right now because they're all fucked up, right? So I've brought in two of my favorite people on the planet. And then they didn't work out. And I brought in these two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nicole Crystal. Now, Nicole Crystal is uh, my assistant of sorts. I've, I worked with her on Legit. She is my confidant. She is the one that whenever I get dumped, I, I cry to. Um, she has a dog called Lola that's sitting on her lap, and I, I love you more uh, than yeah. anything in the world. Oh, Say I love like, you too, Jim. Oh, I thought you meant Lola. You know, I love the dog too. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, and, and the other person is, is Julia Papworth. Is that how you pronounce it? Papworth. Julia, Julia does my makeup and hair. She's for all you people who say that I've had a hair transplant and I'm bald. No, it's all the magic of Julia Papworth. And she doesn't uh, talk in a microphone a lot. You're going to have to pull it closer. Yeah, to yeah. Now, she is. Julia did my makeup and hair on Legit. I did your hair. There's camera. Oh, there was another woman who did my makeup on Legit, but she did my hair. On your specials, right? And she right? does my hair and makeup for the show. Plus, we'll be co- and people don't know this. I'm going to announce it right now. You are... My favorite lesbian. <laughs> what an honor. Wow. Yeah, Julia, is that Julia, like an insult or is that no, like no, a, no, no, like no. A, I know several lesbians. Julia, Julia would, Julia would be one of my favorite heterosexuals. You would be. You'd be right up there in my list of favorite. But you did classify her as your favorite lesbian. So that makes you number one in that category. Number one, number one lesbian. I give you. I don't know what what the the rating would be. Four licks, five licks. Anyway, so. <laughs> More than that, if you're talking about lesbians, come on. Okay, now Nicole, Nic- 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 Nicole is what we call a bisexual. That's right. You have, you want to plug your webpage? Yeah, I run a campaign called Still Bisexual. It aims to dispel the notion that bisexuals don't stay bisexual; that it's just a temporary thing that goes away. Oh, oh. I did not know. Yeah, I always felt like like girls that I've dated were bisexual for just one occasion, and then they weren't ever again. <laughs> That's that's what we're fighting, Jim. Uh, <laughs> Person you love the most in the world. Right. So so I'm the problem. <laughs> I think you're lucky. I think that's All right. So uh, don't forget to follow us on social media: Facebook, the Jim Jeffrey Show, Instagram, and Twitter, Jeffrey Show. Uh, spelled J E W F E R I E S Show. 
Um, the podcast email is uh, jeffreyshowpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we got a few emails. You want to hear some of them? I, I would love to hear one. Okay. Uh, here's a guy that, uh, these are all people that really like you. Uh, have we got oh, any well, bad emails ever? No. Okay. The, the bad things mostly happen on Facebook. That's where people feel like this, they can comment the most. This guy is, says, hey, Jim, I'm a college student who loves to code and watch your show. All right. Well, I don't like him. Hold on. Who, who codes? This guy. He's Indian. His name is Swapnil Sharma. Oh, that makes sense. Every week, I wait for a YouTube video clip and a podcast. Interestingly, I wrote a program to fetch and download your podcast, which date back to 2012. I learned a lot by you about you listening to them. Uh, I've become funnier after I started watching your stand-ups from Netflix. You taught me that rape is wrong, but you can always joke about it. That is true. It is and, wrong, but you can joke about it. And I'm not that... As you can everything. I don't know what that next line says. Okay, I know you're not coming to India anytime soon, and I don't wish... You too, because last time I did, Chester from Lincoln Park died. I don't know. The sentence is wrong. I think he means don't come there because the guy from Lincoln Park died last day coming came to India. So I promise I'll work hard and one day I'll attend your live show. If you could shout out Swapnil, your name is stupid, or something like that, I would be grateful. Excuse my poor English. All right. Swapnil, your name is stupid. That'll make a good um, uh, message alert for when his girlfriend texts him or something like that. He can yeah. Put into his phone. Um, and then... Uh, Here's Although like, Swapnil's not the most stupid name I've ever heard. What's the stupidest? Forrest. Yeah, there we go. We're on par right now. So, uh, This guy, Grant, uh, wrote in last week, and he called me a lot of names, and he said some nice stuff about you, and then he apologized for calling me names. He wrote it to us again. But my favorite part of this is he kind of went through everybody that's been on the podcast and talked about them a little bit and tried to be nice. And uh, since Jack's here today, he wrote something about Jack. He goes, uh, the photos I saw of Jack depicted a fresh-faced boy blooming into a man's body. Oh, and I have, I have no doubt with all of your maturing young men helping him to be more confident with women while tutoring him in the ways of the world, he'll go far. So this guy is really, Jackson. really no, proud of you, no, Jackson. We, this we is should, a real email that we got. We should, stipulate, we should stipulate this moment that Jack is sitting in on the podcast, as yep. he always does. Um, Jack is actually here with his mother. Um, which is going well, you know. <laughs> How's the relationship going, Mum? You still, you still like him? Really proud. He can't get fucked. He tries all the time. He goes on so many dates, <laughs> Jesus. And, he, and he can't can't get sex. Where, where have you gone wrong? What did you do in particular to stop your son being a sexual being? She's a tiger mum. That's, that's normally reserved for Asian mums, so that's nice. His dad is here too. Not in the room though. His dad somewhere. No, on a the, phone call. The right. dad's somewhere being disappointed. Okay. <laughs> he also wrote in this email. And, and Jack's brother's here. Is this your younger or older brother? Younger. Younger. Is this the wow, one? Wow, look at that. Going to Stanford, and you work for me. Ah, somewhat smarter than you, Jack. Come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> so your, bro your brother's going to Stanford, and you work on a comedy show that may or may not do well in the next year. All right, we've all had our thing. Oh, here's Scott. There's an email that somebody wrote something about everybody from the show. I don't think this is true about you. He goes, uh, one, he looked up photos of people on the internet. said one of the photos of Scott showed him giving himself a pedicure on an airplane. I don't think that's ever happened, right? Mm. Oh, uh, oh is that this what is you, what you don't uh, yeah. know about Scott. Uh, yeah. Scott is what you call a millionaire. Not a multi-millionaire like some <laughs> people in the room. <laughs> But he's a singular millionaire because what happened to Scott was he directed a Super Bowl commercial Doritos. for Doritos because yep. the Doritos have a competition. Yep. They send him in and Scott was the motherfucker winner. And he had his kid on it, so he kept all the money in the family. He had his child <laughs> as an actor. 
And now he just he just walks around with slip-on shoes like he's Lord fucking Muck. Wait, so you were giving yourself a pedicure and that's like a still You put your I, I got I got to be honest with you because sometimes oh, sometimes certain people on our on, on that work for us they watch some of my older stand-up and they get angry about things I've said in the past. And I always think, you came to fucking work for me. Why haven't you researched me? i got to be honest with you, never seen your Doritos commercial. <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, that was, that's not me in the commercial, but someone, uh, one of the big newspapers wrote the article as if it was me. And so everyone was like, I didn't recognize you. look different in that. But no, it's not was me. Was it that's... a thin, handsome person? Yeah, it, it was. must have been very look... distracting yeah, it didn't for your look, wife. It didn't to look see. like me at all. Your wife's in the audience for all the people who question if Scott could have a wife. He does. And a lovely child and one other child that's not so good. Okay. All right. Well, we won't say which is which. Um, all right. So let's talk about... Yeah, that's enough for the email something. Let's talk about um, things that happened in the show. We had a show today. Uh, the, the, the title sequences, the, the opening sequence of the credits, we always do something slightly different in every credit, so little Easter eggs for people to see. Yeah. I don't see it because I'm sitting behind the desk and the, and the, the uh, screen is behind me, so I never get to see what it is. Forrest, what are they? I don't know. It's on a piece of paper here somewhere. Fucking, I don't even yeah, know. Okay, yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, North Korea Army marches next to the Rockettes during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. If, if you, I'm sure if you've seen the show, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, we do kind of like a split screen where there's a picture and then it splits into another picture. So that's the first one. And then Ivanka Trump's disgusting seashell Thanksgiving centerpiece and trash. <laughs> so she had like this this Thanksgiving centerpiece. It was in a giant clamshell just filled with stuff from a dollar is that, store. Is that true? Ivanka yeah, Trump yeah, had, yeah. A, had a clamshell it, thing? It was all so d- since we're speaking about clamshells, what do you think about this, Julia? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> You have to talk. Yeah, you got to talk into the microphone. I'm going to work you into the conversation. Did you think you were going to come on here and he was going to be nice to you or something? That's, oh, he yeah. was so nice to me today during the show, so I knew something was... Oh, uh, yeah, like he was saving you, it. You invited, me, you invited me to Thanksgiving. I did invite you to Thanksgiving. That's I'm, nice. I'm going to be hanging out with you and your father on yes. Thanksgiving, two uh, British people. That's how I like to celebrate we'll, Thanksgiving. We'll drink, and you have to watch football, though. Oh yeah. Oh, is that the name of your illegitimate child? <laughs> that's that's Ivanka Trump's centerpiece. Uh, Ivanka Trump's is a clamshell filled with pumpkins and like wood and pine cones and yeah, it's pretty it's pretty to dope. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. you you two have to butt in a lot more because I'll just keep talking. All right. So what happened was we had. It's the last. It's the last episode. It's the last episode. We're all getting fucked we're on break. up, man. We're on. We're on. Yeah, we're on spring break. Do you want? Do you want a line of coke, Julia? No, I'm good. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. I gotta drive. Okay. Well, they can never test you for that. Really? For which one? There's no breathalyzer for cocaine. No, there's like they can text, test you for t- Xanax and other pills. Oh, oh God! Well, then I hope I hope no honest? cop pulls me up on the way home. Then they can uh, so you can they, do a piss they test. They take you in and they can take your blood. No, they yeah, do they can do a piss test. Your mouth yeah. too. That's another thing. Take a piece I, of your I'll hair. Tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a quick story that you might not know about me. When I first moved, when I first moved to the UK. Okay, okay, so Julia just got a bit of wine. She's going to fucking lose her shit. <laughs> anyway, so when I first moved to the UK, I was a struggling comedian, as I still consider myself to be, mm. and I um, took a job. 
And that job was, I think it was like the, um, maybe the 2004 European Cup was on. Whenever there's, stop, get off your phone, Julia, it's okay, irritating. Sorry. Whenever there was a 2004 European Cup was going on and Budweiser always um, tries to get into the British market, although we have great European beers there. Budweiser always gives it a go for the European Cup and for the World Cup. And every bar you go in has got like Budweiser merchandise and all that type of stuff. So I got a job as a rep for Budweiser. <laughs> and this job was like, you just went in there and then you just had to fucking talk a bit and like sort of like show that you had a personality and everyone else was like doing improv things. And I just did like a killer five minutes, which is all I had of stand up. <laughs> and I got the job. So they gave me, they gave me a uh, smart car that just said Budweiser all over it. And my job was to go around to the different bars and to just put Budweiser bunting, as they call it, like uh, just this stuff all around the bar that said Budweiser, which I'm terrible at any level of design, but they gave me a chart, like a little book on how I was meant to do it. Anyway, I had that job for about a week and then they rang me up and they said, it's time for your drug test. Now, this was the... the <laughs> This was the height of my ecstasy taking, right? <laughs> I had, I'm like, they rang me up. I had ecstasy in my system, like, that day, you know. And so, and I'd taken, I'd smoked weed and a few other things the week before. And you know what? I just thought, and I still had a full head of hair back then. And I just thought to myself, fuck it, I'll give it a go, right? And they took a strand of my hair out and they tested it. And they found weeks of drugs in my system. <laughs> oh, yeah, and your hair, though. Yeah, because, yeah, like... Like, that's why Britney Spears shaved her head. That's why. That's why she did it. That's why she did it. There was a moment, like, okay, uh, allegedly did it. Did you just come up with this theory? No, no. Uh, okay. no that was this. That was the moment she was going through her divorce with the yeah. fucking what's his Federline. name, Federline, and and he was claiming she's taking drugs. She's a bad person. And we all thought she went crazy. And she was about to have like a um, parental fucking uh, thing going on with the courts and she just went, fuck it, I'll shave my head and you can all fuck off. No one can test me, uh, allegedly. Yeah, well, here you go. So weed will stay in your systems, in your urine, 70 to 30 days and up to two weeks in your blood. Cocaine, three to four days in your urine, one to two days in your blood. Codeine, one day in urine and 12 hours in your blood. Heroin, three to four days in your urine and up to 12 hours in your blood. So all the like really hard drugs are gone. After, what is it, like 12 hours? Uh, a day or two usually. 12 hours for the heroin, yeah. And then weed's in there for like seven, a week to 30 days minimum. Yeah, when but I, in your hair, when, when in your I hair went, it stays When I went longer, in yeah. for the drug test, I had a CD case in that car that was dusted up, man. Oh, so there was no way. And I, I just remember going, all right, I'll give it a go. That's what I just went in there confident. They, they take you in and that you should try to stall as long as possible to for um to get the blood test. Two days? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, but if it's for your job, you can't stall for two days. Yeah, but yeah. If, if you get arrested and you're there and you're on holding. Yeah. All I can say is thank God long. that Comedy Central don't do the same testing. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Okay, so our first bit of the show was we talked about the tax plan at the moment. Uh, the House bill is trying to – they passed the tax reform bill and, and the Senate has to vote on it soon. Uh, we made some fun about how um, Trump was always saying that he was going to um, make the middle class live better, but the tax class – the tax his new tax plan actually hurts the middle class um, and, and really yeah. helps the rich. Um, it's so weird that that would be, you know, you thought it was going to be the other way because he well, said so. Well, trickle-down economics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trickle-down economics. effective for the last 30 years. <laughs> Reaganomics or something. And then we talked about how there was the most amount of billionaires in 
all of the world is in America now. I actually want to defend America a little bit on this. It's not that there's anything wrong with having a billionaire. It's like when we wrote that joke about the America has the most amount of billionaires. Well, it's 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 the it, it's the biggest first world country with the largest population. So whether we want to rate it like versus per capita, yeah, it's, it's not per Australia capita. is fucking crushing it with billionaires. We've got the Packers, we've got Rupert Murdoch, and probably others, right? Yeah. Um, two. You said crushing it in them two. Yeah, Ru- Rupert Murdoch <laughs> owns uh, Rat Pack Productions with Brett Ratner, and I assume his career has gone fucking gangbusters right now, and he has no problems with producing a movie. Yeah. Um, That's probably the first he's been mentioned together with him, too. So I'm sure yeah, he's happy about right. that. Uh, anyway, there's a long story. Um, but anyway. So, <laughs> you all know the story, but I can't tell it right now. I'll tell it in my next special. But um, but so so I felt a little bit like we were sort of cheating the stats there a little bit. But you know, for the joke, it sort of worked. Um, we also took a well, they they uh, the one thing on that that was you know that happens all the time in politics was they tried to sneak the the repeal Obamacare oh, bill. They tried in there to too. repeal yeah. Obamacare. At the same time that they were passing their tax reform. Which is uh, why it's going to fail. It's like they want it to fail. Why, why is it going to fail, Nicole? Because all those people who voted against ending Obamacare, all the Republicans like Collins and all those people are just going to say no to this just because of the Obamacare thing now. Yeah, but I feel like, what, is it on the same bill? Like, yeah, you, they you, put you, it on the tax reform. So, so, so you're voting on the same thing at the same yeah. time. That's like if I voted, for, oh, wow, I said that joke and I didn't even really understand what I was saying. When you were <laughs> I was voting. just going to say you did a joke about it. but Wow, I'm just reading off that, that, that autocue, eh? Um, yeah, so that's like saying if you voted for, I don't know, um, Hillary and at the same time you voted for guns in the same ballot and it's the same tick means the mm-hmm. same thing yep. fuck they just, they just man hide it deep in the bill yeah so, but yeah. Yeah. and and it gets called out all the time but then the people, people are like here here's the richest australians the billionaires do you know who gina reinhardt is no yeah i don't it uh, doesn't say what she does oh she is australia's richest citizen 16.6 billion is she good looking that's her right there she's all right for 16. Yeah. build her wealth is built on iron ore iron iron, iron, yeah. iron or what <laughs> okay, Harry Trigiboff. You know that guy? He's no. number two. No, I know. I know him to look at him, but I don't quite know. Developer, uh, Anthony Pratt. Don't know Anthony. He looks Pratt. very Australian. He's cro- he's rocking it out, Anthony. Corrugated Pratt. cardboard. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. So people are rich <laughs> off like not, uh, Frank Lowy. Oh yeah, good old Frankie. He <laughs> owns a bunch of malls. Yeah, oh, no, no, my brother actually works for him. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, okay, actually, there you go. He actually is a... Bianca Reinhardt, there you go. Don't know Bianca? What she, is she Five invent? billion. What did she invent? Uh, mm, she has like, she's something, iron ore, cattle, tycoon, family she trust. She shit. Yeah. Her. Andrew Forrest. Never heard of him. Uh, okay. I'm, this, we haven't even gotten to John Gant. I don't know any of these people. James Packer. Yeah, James Packer. There he is. He's a good looking Number guy. Number eight. Cha-ching. He's a, he's a, he's got a big head. He was engaged to Mariah Carey. I know. He's, he's not a. And yep. if you heard my Mariah Carey story at any stage, uh, that's the guy who I played his 50th birthday. There you go. That guy's the youngest one. Mike Cannon Brooks. All right. Well, this is boring. I know. I was trying to find someone good. I thought maybe you'd know so, these people. So we also did um, a thing about uh, Blake Shelton. Oh, <laughs> we didn't do a thing piece. about Blake Shelton. This wasn't the full piece, but in the middle of the piece about taxes, we talked about Blake Shelton. Wow. And Blake Shelton has been named sexiest man alive. And um, look, i got to be honest with you. I know you can't see me, and I know my voice sounds ugly, but I'm better looking. 
I'm not better looking than many people. I consider myself to be extraordinarily ugly, but I'm better looking than Blake Shelton. Who the fuck at that fucking magazine named Blake Shelton the sexiest man in the world? It's like the people editors are just getting older and older. Let's be honest. Our weatherman should win every fucking year. Yeah, that's I feel like true. he's won a bunch of years. He's won twice. Oh. Our weatherman has won Sexiest Man of the Year twice. Um, but, like, th- there was a few of them. Now, like, what happened before was they got the guy from Maroon 5, right? He's Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Attractive. He won it a few years Very ago, attractive. and then they just went through all the fucking hosts of The Voice, of the voice and went, oh, I'll give it to fucking Blake. That's a picture of me doing Lego with my child. I just put in Jim Jeffries Sexy, and it says... This is what sexy is, and it's just a picture of you with your shirt off putting Legos together with your kid. Yeah, that shouldn't be on the internet. Yeah, but well, it's on Twitter. Yeah, it's on the internet. It's a, you, put, you put it on there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, show it to the ladies. Tell me that's not sexy. Look, I'm being a good... Aww. I'm being a good father. Not Hank. No, don't look at him. Look at that. Look at that. I'm putting together a, Legos. Don't be blinded. Aww. Yeah. You blend into the wall behind you. Yeah, oh you, look, you look like a neon light. That's you know, why like, when yeah. Trump builds the wall, <laughs> he should make it like the, not the color of the people who are trying to cross over so they can't blend in. He should make the wall like a, a fluorescent yellow. Yeah. You really got racism into that pretty quick. No that wasn't knows. racist. That was that racist. I don't know. I, like if I, oh, you eat a dick. <laughs> anyway, so Blake Shelton, not the sexiest man alive. I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying I'm sexier than the sexiest man alive. Am I sexier than Blake Shelton? You're on par. Okay. Um, I have gout, maybe. So, you know. Yeah, Blake Shelton has gout. We researched that. He ha- I, heard it, I heard it somewhere in my subconscious in some interview that he had gout. And I was in the writer's room and I went, this cunt has gout. And then the researchers gout? checked into it. No, it's, 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 it's uh, they call it, no, it's not a kind you of arthritis at all. It's what it is. It's the joints, your, the, 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 the um, cartilage in your joints crystallize from rich foods, from drinking too much beer. I have a little bit of it, I think, in my ankle. My ankle pops in and out of being out again, right? But, but like they call it, they call it a king's disease because kings used to just eat lard and then now I'm going to drink some meat. And, <laughs> and it was a rich man's fucking disease. Right, and so they would get all gouty, right? So it was like the King's disease, and it was one of these things that we've never cured. And it's normally like drunks and fucking cunts who are eating lasagna every day get gout. So like, if you ever meet like a drunk Italian, call him Gouty Giuseppe. Anyway, but you were right though; it's it's a form of arthritis, but it's brought on by like. But it's gross I just want to let you know you're, you were right. Though. Yeah. Is Gaudi Giuseppe, was that racist? Uh, no, I think that's that's cute. That's all right, Gaudi Giuseppe. video game in that game. Hey, I got to the gout. He says that. <laughs> that's his catchphrase. Yeah, he jumps around. He tries to eat like better foods he goes, and oh, exercise. My ankles yeah. are no good. Yeah. It's Gaudi Giuseppe. It's elevated you? levels of uric acid in the blood. There you go. It's, be- not, it's not good, and it's meant to hell like, hurt like fuck, but it goes away, and then it comes back, and it's like, it's like people, I, 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 think, I think I have a little bit of it in my ankle, because I got an ankle that fucks up whenever I drink. Well, the thing is, is you can be susceptible to it, but what can trigger it is a diet high in meat or beer. Yeah, that's all, that's, yeah. that's me all over. Yeah, yeah. British, I'm a I'm a meat British beer guy. Well, I know several British comedians who are gouting the fuck up, man. I know, I know loads of them. John Fothergill, if you're listening, I miss you, buddy, but you had the gout. <laughs> is it genetic? Is it, can, right. you, can you catch gout from... Yeah, yeah. It, like, no, it's, it's not. Like, you, it's can like, be, you, you can, can be make, predisposed to it. Pre- um, but 
yeah. if you think of like what traditionally what the diet is in that part of the world, I mean, it's like lots of red meat and wine and beer. So. It's a it's a combination of diet and genetic factors. So yeah, you can't catch so, it. If you make out with Blake Shelton, you won't get the, get the gout. But <laughs> but you will lose my respect <laughs> to to <laughs> to prevent it. To prevent gout, you would. It says weight loss, vitamin C, not drinking alcohol. So there you go. Yeah. So okay. So Paul Ryan um, yeah. was struggling with Obamacare, Obamacare repeal. What else we got? Uh, the Paradise Papers. Oh, it's leaked that a lot of uh, rich people already um, uh, put their money in places like Bermuda and the Seychelles and what have you. There was and a firm in, in in Bermuda called, called Applebee's. Applebee's. Apple, Apple, yeah. Applebee's. <laughs> Gets all the rich people's money and they put it in islands. Terrible appetizers. They they, they put it over. In, they put it over in islands to protect the money. But and all the all of the documents were in this one firm in Bermuda. Like, now there, Bermuda, there, yeah, Bermuda. Yeah. There's a joke that didn't get a laugh that I just worked in that no yeah, one. That was weird. No one the notices because I, I had to, the Kokomo thing went over <laughs> people's heads. Are we too old? Did no, I said I joke? said there's there's money in Bermuda, the Seychelles, Kokomo. Now I think that people don't know that Kokomo is not a real place. It was a. It was. It's it was, a place in Indiana. There's a city called Kokomo. I, I did comedy there one time. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> where the Beach Boys were talking no, it's about not. Bermuda, Jamaica. Yeah. Don't sing anything on this Florida. podcast. You can't say anything. But I googled. You can't say anything. Fiji. No, am I totally there's, wrong? Is that created after the song? No, I believe there's no Kokomo. Is there a Kokomo? I'm looking Island it up. There's Fiji, a Kokomo, Kokomo, Indiana, where I performed at. Yeah, that wasn't it. And then there's a Kokomo, Arkansas, Colorado. Yeah. Maybe it's a mindset. Maybe that's what That's the whole saying. idea of the songs. John Stamos <laughs> is at the back there Stamo. playing the fucking bongo drums like a motherfucker, singing about Kokomo. And anyway, so I worked into the, into the routine. I said, I said uh, the Seychelles, Bermuda, and Kokomo. And I just slipped it in. Kokomo isn't actually a place where people put their monies to dodge tax. That was completely made up on my part. Um, and it wasn't actually in the script. I just said it and it got zero laughs. Because me and Nicole, what happens with me and Nicole is the, the people upstairs, they help write the script. Me, I go up there and help write the script. And then we, we go downstairs and they feed us jokes. And um, Nicole puts, we have two TVs in my office and we have one TV that might be playing like a baseball game. And the other, the other TV... Uh, we will be practicing what what I like to call reading, and and so what happens is Nicole Nicole feeds and why I cut the hair in the morning, so 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 Julia cuts my hair and Nicole puts on the TV screen the script for the day and it feeds through and uh, what was what was my point of this Kokomo jokes putting so jokes in this guy yeah. come up with other things right. so so, sometimes yeah, sometimes I look I look at Nicole and I don't tell the script writers I go I'm gonna put in Kokomo it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill yeah yeah and, <laughs> Nic- and Nicole looks at me and goes that's a good one Jim and I go thanks Nicole thanks Nicole and then I, I just work in Kokomo and so it the, just didn't work there's no a place there's a place called Sandals K formerly called Kokomo Island. However, the original name for the island came from the song Kokomo. Oh. Yeah, so they just they named it Kokomo. I see. And the inspiration for the song was a poolside bar in Isle Mirada in the Florida Keys. There was another little ad-lib in today's right. script when we talked about um, whenever you say, uh, maybe your grandmother doesn't have dementia, <laughs> and she's right, because, you know, she's always saying, the government's trying to take my money. And then the joke just went, okay, you're right, Nana. The government is trying to take your money. But no, Jackie Robinson wasn't your lover. 
And then I added a little bit on the end that implied that uh, grandmother was also yelling the N-word. Um, that wasn't in the script either, but that made it through, didn't it, Scotty? Sure did. Just a little ad lib. I, I try to get those things past People the writers. People like that one, though. I try, to, I try to get those things past the writers because the writers are what you call good people. Uh, and so sometimes when I, I uh, pitch a more offensive joke, they um, get offended. People um, can't see you doing air quotes on the Yeah, podcast. but I'm doing this for you, you fucking knob jockey. For me? Everyone, he was doing air quotes. For you, you knob jockey. All right, so that was it, right? That was the whole show? That's what happened. That's what happened. Uh, uh, yeah. The beautiful thing now, <laughs> what happened was for Act 2 and Act 3, we had a field oh, piece yeah. that we recorded months ago. You might notice I'm a little thinner. Uh, my skin's a lot better. Um, now, what happened was we filmed a piece. Now, the backstory to this is Rob O'Neill. Rob O'Neill is a, t a member of SEAL Team 6, which is, okay, I've got to stop right there. SEAL Team 6 seems to do fucking everything. They rescued the lone survivor. They, uh, they rescued Captain Phillips. They, they killed Bin Laden. What are the other five SEAL teams doing? Because it feels like they're fucking up to nothing, and then SEAL Team 6 has to come in. Are they morons? Are they like the 007? What is 001 to 6 fucking doing? Because they're doing nothing either. So SEAL Team 6 is the jam, right? And so what happened was SEAL Team 6, uh, Rob O'Neill, a friend of mine, a genuine friend of mine, he he killed Bin Laden. Now, what happened, the way I met Rob O'Neill was this, and this is how he got into the show. Um, I have a friend called Barry Holmes, who's a very um, uh, extraordinarily good photographer, uh, photographed every band and every, every other thing in, in between actors and whatnot. He once did photos for me back in the UK. He's since moved out to LA and become and still a professional pho photographer. This guy was a professional photographer before the days of digital when you actually had to know how to fucking do photos. <laughs> you didn't just have a digital camera. Because every cunt I meet now is a photographer, but this guy was the real deal. And so what happened was after, Rob O'Neill um, shot Bin Laden and it was a secret for a very long time um, Barry shot photos um, of Rob and then Rob was feeling a little bit awkward because he's you know a Navy SEAL he's not used to being posing in front of cameras something I don't enjoy either and uh, Barry was trying to um, make Rob feel relaxed and so he's playing music and stuff like that and he goes he goes well what's your favourite this what's your favourite that and he goes who's your favourite comedian and Rob O'Neill went, Jim Jeffries. And then Barry said, I'm friends with Jim Jeffries. And then he said to Rob, he goes, would you like to meet him? And Rob was like, yeah. Okay, now, Rob, if you're listening to the podcast, this is what really happened. Um, so I get a phone call from my friend Barry. And Barry rings me up and goes, the guy who shot Bin Laden wants to meet you. And then he goes, when can, you, when can he meet you? And I said, because I didn't want to do it one-on-one. -on -one. I thought it would be awkward. And I said, uh, I said, oh, I'm having a party at my house on Saturday. I wasn't. I wasn't having a party. There was no party organized. There was no barbecue. There was nothing. This was a while ago. How long ago? Oh, this is about two years ago. So, so I rang up you, Forrest. You were involved in that? Yeah, I was there. I went and there. So I rang you up told me we weren't allowed. That we would be there, and there'd be a lot of people there, and Rob would be there, but we were not allowed to bring up the fact that he killed Bin Laden. We were yeah, supposed yeah. to just hang out there and pretend like we didn't so know that. So I rang up yeah. Reese Darby, who was on an episode recently, you know him from Murray and Flight of the Concords yep. and several movies in the new Jumanji film. And so Reese Darby, one of my best mates. On the show, too. Yeah, he was on the show. Yeah. Uh, Reese, uh, Reese um, Whitehead was there, a few of the writers who are in, on the show now. All me mates, I rang them all up, 
And I said, here's the deal. I said, I'm having a barbecue on Saturday. And I, I didn't want to tell him anything because this was still the time that Rob wasn't telling the world that he'd shot Bin Laden. And so what happened was about a group of like 20, 20 or maybe 30 of my friends showed up. And I asked for them to come an hour earlier than I asked for Rob to come, right? And I was, I was getting all fanboy. It's the guy who shot Bin Laden, right? And so, so they all show up and I gather all my friends around. I said, look, here's the deal. This was a party that I organized two days ago, as you all know. Um, the guy who shot Bin Laden is about to show up, right? I'm not meant to tell you that the guy who shot Bin Laden is showing up, but just know that the guy who shot Bin Laden is going to fucking be here today. And they're all like, all right, good, 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 good. So, so these three Navy SEALs, three members of SEAL Team 6 show up, these big fucking buff men's man-man, you know, like these real fucking awesome human beings just show up at my house. And uh, two of them have attractive girlfriends, but then one of them shows up with one of the most stunning girls I've ever seen and, and he's a ginger. And I thought, that's probably the guy who shot Bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. And he's married to her now. And hello, Jessica. <laughs> anyway, so so anyway, so I went, fuck, that's the guy who shot Bin Laden. So he's standing around my house and I walk up to Rob and he's like, hey, pleasure to meet you, man. I'm, my name's Rob O'Neill. I'm from Butte, Montana. Yeah, he always gives these little fucking resume. And I said, hey, Rob, I haven't told anyone else at the party what you've done. <laughs> but, but I want you to know that I know what you've done and look, I'm just in such awe and th thank you so much for coming to my house. And he goes, what, what have I done? And I, and I said, well, I know, I know, but I haven't, I haven't told anyone. I'm not going to tell anyone, but thank you for your service. And he goes, what? And he said really loudly, what, the fact that I shot Bin Laden? <laughs> we all heard it too. We're like, oh, it's on. We can talk about it. And then everyone was like, oh, he's going to talk about it. And then he talked for about fucking... He talked for about three hours about it the whole. took a question and answer session. Yeah, everyone yeah, sat like... around. I kept drinking. I got a little bit drunk and I fucking, in the end, I walked out and he was telling stories. And there was a bit that was actually in this film piece that we haven't put in. And, and he goes, he goes, I walked up the stairs and he was being protected by his wife. And then he, he held her like a human shield and he threw her to one side. And then he goes, and then I shot her in the face. And he goes, I wish, I wish I said something cool. And, I, and then I said, and then someone went, what did you say? One of the girls in the room went, what did you say? And he goes, he, he goes, I didn't say anything, but I wish I would have said Yahtzee. And I'm like, Yahtzee? And I'm like playing cornhole in the corner, like drunk in the corner. I mean, Yahtzee, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. And everyone turned to me like, oh, shut up, Jim, you belligerent drunk bastard. And I'm like, and he goes, oh, yeah, big guy, what would have you said? And I said, I would have said, where have you been, Laden? Now, Man. if you can think of a better closing line before you shoot Bin Laden in the face after us searching for him for fucking years, then where have you been, Laden? That's a good one. That's killer. That's killer. Anyway, so Rob does motivational spe um, speeches. And if you've been to any Rob of Rob's motivational talks that he does for companies, he lies and says that's what he said. But I said it. Really? Uh I want everybody to know that I beat him at cornhole twice too. You did beat him at cornhole. Now what Not happened? Not good with a beanbag into what, a hole. What yeah, so, or with a watermelon? What happened yeah. in the field piece? Was but I want to tell you something real quick. The SEAL Team Six, since you asked, 
There's all these different SEAL teams, different, I'll probably butcher this mostly, but the SEAL Team 6 is commonly known as DevGru, or SEAL Team 6. It's a, it's a, And the other ones, number two is known as the Peshmo. Well, each different group, the SEAL teams, are specialized for certain things. So this one is like, it's a... Number three is good at croquet. <laughs> they're good at cornhole. <laughs> so, um, they, they go after, they're like a counterterrorism unit, and they're targeting high-value targets. And uh, basically, it was, they were created after... Operation Eagle Claw during the Iran hostage crisis, 1979. So they go off there. That, that's why he goes. There's all these high-profile missions that he's gone on because this is a unit that's what they do. that is taxed to do that. So there's a lot of different SEAL groups, but yeah, that's that's why you hear about SEAL Team Six How a lot. How many people are in these SEAL groups? It it's like 18 guys. It's not a big. Yeah, I. It says. Uh, I have to find that for you. This is Wikipedia. But I want to say something nice about Rob. Um, he has been nothing but nice to me um, and my family, and uh, he was so gracious to come on the show. Uh, you can poke fun at him, and uh, look, he's a he's a Republican. You sounded he's, like you sounded like you said you can poke fun at him. Like that no, was like nothing. No, you, you know you can poke fun at him. He has a good oh, sense, oh, yeah, 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 a good got, sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, him my bad, yeah. He's a Republican. He's pro gun. He's pro hunting. He's he's everything that I'm kind of not. And um, it just sort of goes to show that we all have common ground in this world, that we can all sort of have a laugh. And I appreciate that what, he, what he's done for this country, and if, if not for the world. And um, and uh, I, I just like hanging out with the guy. And it's not a, it's not a false friendship. It, it was built on a, a stupid little party that happened. But now uh, I, me and him text, and uh, he's a super sweet fucking badass fucking motherfucker, man. That guy, like, there's one bit in the segment where I go, who shouldn't have guns? And he actually says in the interview, he goes, anyone with a history of violence. Now, I know his history of violence was controlled, but he's killed about 200 people. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an argument that he shouldn't have it, even though he did it for the right reasons. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the guy, uh, not only uh, for what he's done for the country, but also uh, the man that he is. Um, so we talked to him, uh, we, we talked about all the different weapons and the shotguns, and shotguns. And then we went out and actually shot. Yeah. And I got to tell you, were you there, Julia, for yeah, that? I was there. Julia did my hair. Did you do his as well? You had your hair done when you were shooting well, guns? He huh. had I didn't think about I, it, but I guess so. Um, uh, Kate, uh. I think Kate was there. Kate? Yeah, Kate was there. My ex? Nope, not, nope. My, not Kate right. who? Uh, my friend Kate, who did makeup for but you weren't there i was there oh you did me and, did and, kate, and did, kate did kate did yeah. kate did rob yeah. and it was a fun day where was scott where was the shooting range that we went out to like sun valley yeah it was just sun like valley. it was like in the valley it was like out near like six flags like, or something no, it was like sunlit far. wasn't it like sunlit? Yeah, sunlit yeah and so we went out there and we shot a whole heap of guns and it was just so fucking cool man and we just like like, there's one thing to shoot guns and go to Vegas and get all fucking fucked up and go to a shooting range and shoot things, but to have an actual guy that's like, this is the gun we used on the Obama mission, on the Obama fucking... <laughs> I, I just said that for Bin Laden. Can we edit that out, please? No, I'll keep that in there. Oh, crikey. No. Anyway, so um, so we went and shot all these guns and targets and stuff like that, and I was, I was shooting with the best shooter in the world. But what happened at the end of the sketch... Now, I hate to do this to Rob. I really hate to do this because I said I wouldn't do it, but fuck, I'm so proud of myself. We wanted to close out the whole thing, and this was Scott's idea. We wanted to put two watermelons. We had a sniper rifle each that could shoot um, two kilometres away, and now we were only shooting maybe 100 metres. It wasn't far. It was very close. 
And all we had to do was shoot this watermelon and the end of the whole piece was going to be these two watermelons exploding. And I remember being really nervous because I got told the kickback on this gun is so hard that it could break my collarbone. So I was shitting myself as I was doing it and he's like telling me it's going to be fine or whatever. And so I looked in the sight and the sight was so exact that all I could see was green. Everything else was desert and I just put it on the watermelon. All I could see was green. And then I just pressed the trigger and my watermelon explodes. And his watermelon just sat there doing nothing. And my first response, and maybe we edited it a bit differently, the first response is I looked at him and went, why didn't you shoot? And he looked at me so sheepishly and he went, I, 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 I did shoot. Now, in Rob's defense, he was never a sniper, right? <laughs> Thank fuck, right? Because Rob missed his watermelon and then we gave him another go to end the fucking footage out. And then I said, oh, he goes, maybe the sight's all fucked up. And then he had, what, four more goes? He took your gun. He took my gun because I hit the first. He had four. More, he had maybe six or seven shots, at least six. Maybe. And do you think seven. you would have hit it if you shot again, or you just get so super? No, lucky? I really think I could. I was uh, saying. Not, I was uh, saying uh, to uh, Scott. I was so cocky by then. I was saying to Scott, "Let me blow up the other watermelon and say it was him." Right, and then Scott goes, "Just end. Just just walk away, a hero." Yeah, don't do that. Don't don't have another go. I was I was of the opinion that I could shoot any watermelon from any distance at any time. Yeah, but that gun that that they he said they use on their missions when he was shooting it, just the way he was moving and shooting stuff, was like clearly that's the gun he used. Look, so look, I feel like, let's yeah. let's be fair here. <laughs> you just said all this nice stuff about it. Like it, I told it, him I wasn't no, going to no, say no, what this. What I'm saying, what I mean, yeah. let's be fair. If you needed to save the world, you'd still use him before me. Right, just because I shot one yeah. fucking watermelon, yeah. you still I would definitely used... call him, Patty. Yeah, you would de- just even even if I had a gun and he was just doing it with his hands. If if you had you a gun, ra- and you'd he, rather he, have me. If, have if you had a gun and he had a twig branch, I would still. <laughs> but then the thing was, afterwards he was like shocked. Now he has been out of the Navy SEALs for a very long time. He hasn't yeah. even fired a gun for a long time, and he just he came up to me and he said, "Jim, we can say we, we did this as a comedy bit, right?" <laughs> and I said, "Whatever you need to sleep, Robbie. Whatever you need to sleep." You think so he was just rusty. Um, I don't. He it, just, does, it, just, it doesn't matter. He killed. He, like Laden, this is the whole yeah. thing. This is the whole After thing. After that, it's like his, <laughs> his whole thing was never being a sniper. When you saw him with all the other handguns, yeah. he fucking kicked my ass. His thing was being SEAL Team Six and bursting into rooms and yeah, shooting like close everybody range, up. Then. But he was never sitting in a fucking mountain, fucking pinning people off. That wasn't his gig. Maybe you should have been a sniper. I feel like... What's the guy's name? Am I forgetting his name? American yeah. Sniper. American his Slimer. name's American Sniper. His first <laughs> his name's, name's... His Bradley first Cooper. name's American. Uh, yeah. That no, guy, like died. That guy died at a shooting range. Because another guy shot him. Another, yeah, that's uh, how they, you die at a shooting range. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was like taking out uh, like veterans that had PTSD and trying to do this whole thing. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, so what happened at the end of the thing, uh, we sort of talked about... Um, America's love of guns. I know that everyone sees me as the anti-gun guy. I don't particularly look at myself the same way. I know you're worried that like the internet now is going to... They're going to get into me again. It's like I was saying the other day, um, Scott was talking to me and said, you must love having your own show. And the answer is I enjoy doing the show. I, um, I, I, it's such a privilege to be able to give opinions on a weekly basis and just have your voice heard in any way. But to be honest with you... Doing a sitcom was a lot more fun because because I there's female cast members who are flirting with me. I got to do stupid stunts and shit. And now this job is just uh, me feeling like I'm doing something good or saying something poignant and then people telling me I'm a bag of shit all day. 
And so that's the job that I have now. And so, and as I'm yeah, saying but that, this, they were, that was happening anyways. So as I'm up. saying this, someone's typing right now. <laughs> yeah, but there's no pretty girls. <laughs> oh, Jesus I will Christ! Say it was yeah. disturbing for me to even see you with a gun after all the antics. Like, I don't know. It was it just, just strange really when we weird. watched the field piece in here, and I didn't think I'd feel that way. But oh, you felt weird. you felt weird seeing me shoot a gun. Yeah, it kind of bothered me a little. I didn't expect it to. Even though I've been shooting, and that's hypocritical of me, but yeah. But where are you from again? You're from the Bay Area. Oh well, San Francisco. You, you can shoot. You can't shoot things up there, can you? No, I've, I've right been across after the bridge. My mom died. Someone took me shooting, and it was really cathartic. And I had a really good right after your mom died, someone took you shooting. Yeah. Maybe I should do. That. I was angry. Like, like straight out of out. straight out of the funeral, you went and shot. No, something? it was a couple of weeks later. But the worst part of it is the some of the bullets with the with the pistols will come out and they'll burn your hand. Yeah, yeah, they so shoot out. Yeah, yeah. That part was not good. You don't have any anger. Look at you. Oh like gosh, anyone who can say this, maybe I should try and get out of my some of my anger. Like some anger. You have no Women anger. Women are allowed to have. What anger. do you have anger for? Oh, you know, I know why you have anger. You've been dating women. It's infuriating, isn't it? Aww. It's the fucking worst. Am I right? I've been doing <laughs> it for years. For that, oh my god! If only I could date men, my stress would go away. Um, <laughs> I'm back, people. I'm back. <laughs> Uh, they should have that, like a gun therapy range. I just looked it up. I don't see anything. I mean, I'm sure there might be something, but you like, have to go with someone like where you doing though. I know, but you gun will jam, and you like, I don't know. Sure, but yeah. yeah. So there's a there's a service where you go to a, like a range, and then you you talk about a few of your problems, and they print something up that you can shoot at that you know <gasps> represents those problems. Face. Yeah. Well, not. I mean, well, we actually. I was shot, thinking more words and shot, stuff like that, like, but yeah, you could like, do a face. Yeah, yeah. Like we thought <laughs> of all the, yeah. we thought of all the things we could shoot. We decided on that he would shoot a zombie Bin Laden, and I would shoot the Second Amendment. And so the irony, like irony of shooting the Second Amendment is, would upset yeah. some people, and hopefully it did. And I'm looking forward to the hate mail. Um, so what happened was uh, we finished that. We talked about guns a little bit, and then to close out the show. Um, we had a sketch written that had a celebrity in it. That celebrity dropped out. So we wrote a sketch a few days earlier that I actually really liked. It was the story of Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving, I've always argued, is a holiday that I don't particularly get because it just involves a meal. And uh, Americans seem to lose their fucking shit over it, but doesn't seem to have any songs. Um, and so I've never really understood Thanksgiving. So we did a little history of Thanksgiving, and I read it from a book. <clears throat> allegedly but the book was just a whole it was like an old ledger of someone's tax returns so i was acting like i was reading but obviously oh I, is that what was in there yeah yeah it was uh. just fucking lists of numbers so anyway for, for we used a green screen and behind it, it looked like i was in a castle i wish we had like more of a home yeah. with a fire i didn't like the castle but anyway that's what it was and there was a castle with a fireplace and i was sitting in a big chair and um we had i just asked the day before i said can i have a semi-automatic rifle just sitting next to me on the chair. Now, obviously, the rifle I had was made out of wooden rubber. And I sat down in the chair, and the show was going great. And then they were prepping the scene. I picked up the gun and acted like I was going to shoot them all, and the audience never really forgave me. <laughs> you, you, say that, you say that, but I feel like it was okay. But it's, uh, people don't like guns being pointed at them, whether they're, like, uh, fake or not. You were doing it yesterday in the read-through, too, yeah, and it made people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. People don't like it. It was made of rubber. But they look so I know, real. but it doesn't matter. Like, when I first walked in, I thought those guns were we real. We just lost Me someone too. who was sitting watching the podcast. That's how offended people have gotten. 
Um, so we did that, the history of Thanksgiving, and we also did the whole thing. Like, and and may I say, before people start writing in and saying, well, "Fuck you, Australia," blah blah blah. Now, Australia has a day called Australia Day, which is closer to maybe our Fourth of July than Thanksgiving. But um, it was the day that I think it's the twenty sixth of January. And what, what happened was. Um, it's the day that uh, commemorates when all the white settlers came into Australia. So many Aboriginals in Australia call that Invasion Day. So we have similar uh, political problems going on in Australia as, as you do. And so I'm not trying to say that I'm higher or more mighty than you by pointing out that Thanksgiving was one meal and then you killed a lot of Indians afterwards, Native Americans afterwards, right? Um, but I thought it was a fun little piece just to sort of poke fun at what Thanksgiving may represent for a small uh, population in this country. Yeah, when I, when I was uh, in Australia with you in Sydney, I went to the, the Royal Botanical Gardens in the, Sydney. The Royal. Did you call it Broil? Royal? Royal. Oh, the, okay. It sounded like Broil. You went, there couldn't be a word that's close to the, the Broil. <laughs> The all royal. right, I'm not perfect. All right, the royal. It's we're we're part of a monarchy. It was the royal, yes. And so, like, it's it's really pretty. It's right there. It's right near the opera house, right on the water. It's really nice the garden stuff. And then in the middle of it, they had like this illustrated display of how all the Aboriginals were killed. Oh, <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. I was thinking of it today when you when you read that. I was like Thanksgiving, yeah. But then you like look back at the history and you're like, yeah. No, right. no, I completely understand why Aboriginal people wouldn't like Australia Day, and I completely understand. Yeah. I, I almost find Thanksgiving slightly more offensive in the sense that it's all about we had a lovely meal. Like that whole idea, like yeah. even as an outsider, because I always knew that Thanksgiving was when the pilgrims and the Indians had a meal together and they all got along. And it's like, when did you give them the fucking blankets, America? Yeah. When did you give them the blankets? Right. Yeah. So I, I understand why it's upsetting for some people, but I also understand why people like it. And what a nice holiday. Like nowhere else in the world is there a holiday where people actually just look each other in the eye and say what they're thankful for. And I, I commend you, America, for that. What a beautiful fucking idea. It's not religious. That's what I like No, about it's not it. religious. It's like, yeah. What a, what a beautiful a idea yeah. that, that yeah. people go around a table and say, I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. Because so often in this world, we're always talking about how our lives are shit and how lives could be better. And it's, it is good to take time and yeah. to pause and to think about what you are thankful for. But also, just remember you kill a lot of Indians. Football. Football. I don't get the football reference. Uh, it's like football's playing all the fucking no, time. No, 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 no. Because, no, no. The NFL, the NFL is always, for the most part, all the games are played on Sunday. There's one game on Monday. They just recently started playing Thursday, Thursday night football. games like six years ago. So up until recently, there was no games on Thursday. But at one point, they decided that the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions Thursday. were going to play every Thanksgiving Thursday. And now they've added a third game because they just figured, hey, we can throw another game in there. And uh, it's like just part of like you go any house you go into and Thanksgiving, there's football and it just it's becomes fantastic. like an. I like it. it means it's I kind of like to... a it's kind of like a ritualistic thing where you're just like, yeah, I football. Like fantasy lineup way yeah, I find Thanksgiving play fantasy football. Oh. Okay, this is the most you've talked, the podcast. So, so when far, you say about fantasy that. football, is that just a lot of women playing football against each other? That's your fantasy football. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, I pl I've played for, for like 10 years. Uh, yeah. Have you ever won? Have you won any money? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I've won. Um, How much have you won? Uh, when did I win the league? Like a few years back. It's, it's not much. It's like one league, it's like 50 bucks a person. I'll tell you what happens, right, with these football pools and all that type of stuff. What happens is, and this, this happens like on the show and People all that type of stuff. People money. 
No, Forrest had a gambling addiction, by the way, in case you didn't hear the, him <laughs> salivating right then Did as he talked really? about it. Yeah, I mean, other well, people do. Well, you want to edit that out? Uh, I, I, no, that's fine. I just did a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He's all right now. When was this? He's I, just, I really this. like gambling. Just I'm food is his problem. <laughs> last, I stopped last week, so we're okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> You're fine. No, I, Forrest, I got bless him. He, he, um, we play a lot of casinos together, and I love playing blackjack. And I play like $100 a hand, and not because I want to play $100 a hand, but I play $100 a hand because that gets you into the high rollers room. So after I finish a gig, I won't be bothered too much because if you just sit on the $10 table, Everyone's people are bothering. Her, yeah. And Forrest sits next to me as I gamble and he just sort of... A drink. He drinks wow. and I get him drinks and everything. But, but we, um, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't condemn me or anything. And I, I actually, I haven't... I don't you always ask me, like, do I have a gambling problem? Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, that's up for you to decide. I don't lose that like, much, though, do I? No, I mean, you, you're, you're betting way within your means, first of all, mm. as far as money. And you're not like... It's not like seven hours later, like, we got to win it back. You're just like, all right. I mean, you get mad as anyone else would if you lose money, but you're not, like, chasing money and stuff like that. This is entertainment. So anyway, where I get free drinks if I'm sitting with you and you're gambling. Where was I I headed with this? I had something to say. I don't know. She was talking talking? about fantasy football, Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So fantasy football, office pools and everything, right? This is the thing. I don't know about TV just yet. Like, allegedly, right, so this is the end of season one. Nicole, I was meant to get you a gift. You did. It arrived yesterday. Yeah, but I got that was your gift that I got you for your birthday. What'd you get? I bought her a sofa for her birthday. She she turned. But I bought I bought that for you as your friend, not as your boss. And 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 today I was meant to get you a gift as your. You have to get me another gift. That's nuts. What about Jack? Did Jack get a gift? She he did because I'll be honest with you, Jack. I'll be honest with you, Jack. I'll tell you what happened. And and Scott said he said I didn't know the protocol, Jack. I didn't know the protocol, so Scott, because Jack is also Scott and I's assistant, and Scott actually contacted me. He said, "Did you get something for Jack?" And I said, "I didn't." He goes, "You can go on my gift as well. You got him an Apple TV, oh so you are Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, you haven't yeah. given it to him yet. I gave it to him. All right. So, All right. so you should really, you should really thank Scott for that. I'm an ignorant so piece of shit, but this is. Of course you get him a gift. Why would you know that? Why would I give... Uh, I feel like you didn't know struggling. that. struggling. If Jack's birthday comes around, I give lavish fucking gifts. If Jack When's your got, birthday? If Jack gets laid, I'm going to fucking organise a parade. But <laughs> thankfully, I'll always save that money, right? <laughs> My point is, I didn't know, Jack. I didn't know, and I'm sorry I'm rude, but I do treat you well. I'm nice to you, right? Did you get my tire? Did you get his tire fixed? He said that's right after that. <laughs> I need, I need what t- about his tire? I need my tire fixed. I got a nail in my tire, and Jack's organizing that. Um, but anyway, so I was meant to get Nicole a gift. I didn't really get Nicole a gift. Anyway, so but these things I don't understand about being the host of a show or the lead of a sitcom or something like that, that you're meant to re- – whenever you have success, you're meant to give it to the rest of the crew, right? So what happened was when we were on the set of Legit, we had a football oh. pool. We had a football pool that went on for fucking weeks and everyone had to put 20 bucks in. Everyone had to put fucking 20 bucks in. Yeah, I uh, played, yeah. and I knew not. I never watched a football game in my it life. Just, it was just pick winners. It was like you just yeah. pick winners. You just pick. Everyone had to put twenty fucking bucks in, and you so won because you didn't I, think about it. You didn't know I, about anything. I about just it. ticked random boxes. I won the whole won fucking no thing. Way. Like like week fucking eighteen or something. I win the whole thing. The pool is like eight hundred dollars, 
And then, and then everyone comes exactly up, everyone everyone comes up to me and they go, you have to divvy that amongst the crew. No, we said you have to tip out the PAs. I remember. No, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. No one else had to do anything. Why? Because I'm a celebrity. I got to give them my money. That's gambling. Fuck you. Did, no, did that's gambling. I won fair and square. I, I won fair and square. I won, and then everyone treated me like I was a bag of shit for fucking that. days. I no. No, no, I am a generous human being. If you go out drinking with me, you don't pay for a fucking drink. If you have a meal with me, you don't pay for your fucking meal. But fuck me. If I win a bet, I keep that fucking money. I did that without fucking knowing anything about football. I was so pissed because I'm such a football fan. <laughs> there was other people, other people won it each week and were walking around with You're their wads of money. They were all walking around with their wads of money. I'm a winner, I'm a winner. I win out of the fucking and blue and everyone's like oh Jim you have to buy everyone a gift <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I uh yeah that, I, I agree with you the gambling thing yeah you don't have to do it then no that's that doesn't make any sense no I understand that just seems like something they made up on the spot like but also wanna... also this is the thing about having your own sitcom or your own TV show or whatever that people don't fucking realize right when I get fired when I get fired from this job or I get fired from legit, that was the end of me doing sitcoms. When I get fired from this job, this would be the end of me doing, hosting TV shows. And you know what? You're still going to be doing hair for other fucking cunts after I fucking leave. That's my career over. i got to squirrel this fucking gambling money away. Yeah. I don't have as long a it's career so as you do. I, I have a future. You have a future. <laughs> I've got nothing. All I've got is an extremely rich present. <laughs> what? I think you're in right. trouble though if legit is teaching you like television present giving rules. Yeah, it, we were all over the place on that no, show. No, like I've been on other shows and it's all of the writers would have to buy all the assistants things yeah, and it wasn't just on the on star shows. of the show. I don't yeah. get, yeah, the star of the show. We gave everyone, what did, what did you get this year? Because the first 10 episodes, everyone got a Jim Jeffries hoodie. Yeah. Which incidentally, a couple of the people who work at my uh, child's school want hoodies, and I'm, I have to. Jack, can you get some hoodies? I wear mine to the gym every. Is there any extra hoodies just for, I can give the school teachers at the school? He doesn't have to get them right now. No. I gotta tell. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta tell. I gotta tell. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story. Do you story. know what John Oliver got as assistant? What did you get him? I don't know. I was gonna say something Your bigger. Then went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll tell you something funny that my son did the other day. My son was in school, and uh, my son's what you call a, a picky eater. And uh, me and my ex, we, we fight over this all the time because I'm always trying to put in other foods on him, and she says it's all fine and whatever. It's a five-year-old, so what are you going to do? But anyway, so at, at school, he eats like six things. Um, so at school, they try to give him different food all the time, and uh, they had a day the other day uh, where they served the children Chinese food. And my son threw a tantrum and started jumping up and down, yelling the words, I don't like Chinese. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so I knew there was a little bit of Australian in him. <laughs> <Was it>? oh. <laughs> All right, I thought that story was funny. And then you said that the other day. You told me that story, and he was there, and then you said... Right? You don't like, he goes, I don't like Chinese. He said again, I was like, yeah, I shouldn't be saying that. Well, it was one time I went to the baseball with him and his friend TJ, and the nicest little boys you can imagine. And the two of them, they just love each other. And like, they're at that age where they're holding hands. You know, they're four, yeah. two, four-year-old boys holding hands like that. And we walked past, we're at Dodgers Stadium, we walked past, there was a Formula One car that was covered in Dodgers painting. And next to it was two promotional girls, very attractive uh, girls. And as soon as they saw these two little boys 
walked by holding hands. They went, aren't you a couple of cuties? Look at you two cuties. And then one of them just went, would you like a photo? And then uh, Hank, Hank, goes, Hank, just, yeah. Hank just, I was like, you guys want a photo? And Hank just waved the girls away like, we don't like girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that'll, that'll change, hopefully. Who knows? Or not. Anyway, so um, that was our show. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, please tell your friends. If you don't enjoy the podcast, why don't you keep it to yourself? No one likes a grass. Try to be a fucking reasonable human being that's not rude to others. Um, so yeah, but to, they got to subscribe. And to, to my guests. Uh, what? what? Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Are we going to do more of these before we come back? We, we may, talked about it. We may do one, but probably we won't have another podcast for a long time because the chance of getting the old team back together. It's not. It's not. It, the problem isn't me and you, Forrest, because um, uh, we don't have the equipment. No, we do. We do. We have portable equipment. Now. All right. Here's what we're going to do, yeah. people. Listen to me right now. Me and Forrest. Me and Forrest are touring Europe. Um, January, January, and Israel. Maybe, maybe fourteen cities across Europe over Israel. the course of three weeks, and we're going to be touring Europe, and then we'll have a bit of downtime. Scott's coming out. We're going to do some field pieces. Andrew will be there. Um, Andrew, Andrew, one, one cock. You know him. He's going to be out Not there name, drinking yep. different types of semen, and <laughs> and so, so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to be out there. We might record some different podcasts while we're on Europe. Yeah, we'll, we have some portable equipment. We'll do some mini ones they're not going to be as long as these but we'll we're, do we're going to do what we can when we can and that's all you can offer from anyone now i'm going to tell you what i'm going to do in the break from doing this tv show i'm not going to watch the news nice. I'm i i, I feel too. like i've done 20 episodes of having to care about everything i'm going to go through a small period in my life maybe just for a month where i don't give a shit about anything so one i'll just i'll just it's wait. been a really long year because you have to look at the news every I think day it's six like, yeah. months of it now we yeah. have to do a whole year next year but it's like it, it, it does get to a stage where you're like every time i watch a news story i'm like fuck i need an opinion on this and so i want to be opinionless so please don't tweet me and ask me what i think about blah 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 because I don't have an opinion. All I have an opinion about now is getting drunk and having the occasional wank. <laughs> By yourself. Like a Make sure you clarify man. that yeah, in this day and age, right? Yes, uh, <laughs> by myself. Not with, in the plants. Yeah, with, with, with not in the plant, with no female <laughs> comedians in the room. All, the, a, all the curtains a, are closed. Just a normal, <laughs> a normal solo wank where we can all be respected. <laughs> Everyone. I'm Jim Jeffries. I'm going to try to do worse over the break. Good night. All right, everybody, please subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back in not too long. Not next week, but soon. Jim, you usually say something now in the background. Good night, everyone. <laughs>